This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. and Mike Fires has thrown his second no-hitter. And 29 other MLB clubs. 2-2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts one. Way back! Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From the opener to launch angles to clutch moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. What is happening, everybody? It is A's Cast Live before the start of a very, I mean, very important road trip for the Oakland Athletics. Susan Slusser from the San Francisco Chronicle, I always call her our A's insider, is going to join us coming up at 3.30. We'll talk about her article that she put out about Matt Chapman being a fiery leader. Who knew? Because he just looks like a fresh-faced kid, right? He just seems like a guy that goes out there, plays ball, because you don't really get to see who he is on the inside unless you're really – inside with the A's and I've gotten that opportunity over the years to see it. I mean, this kid, he plays with his hair on fire, but he's super emotional. And that's not something you see when you watch him on the field. Cause he's stone faced and boy, does he police the clubhouse? That's something I've learned over time, especially traveling with the team. It's always different when you're on the road with the team Guys just act different because with the A's, the reality is when you go on the road, there's far less attention around you. You know, it's not like the Yankees. You know, it's not like you, but when you play for a New York team, it's, it's incredible. I'll never forget. I had to cover one. Uh, what was it? It was the NFC title game at Candlestick Park between the 49ers and the Giants. And where I was sitting in the press box, I was behind the New York media. The old press box at Candlestick Park. If you've ever been to Candlestick, you'll remember that big glass, where it was. And I swear to God, they must have had like 70 people that were traveling, covering the NFC title game from New York. I mean, the media that you deal with in the Northeast is unbelievable. And it doesn't matter where you go. You know, you go to Canada, like if you're the Yankees, it, it's, it's not like, oh, they're going out to the West Coast. We're not going to send people. No, they, everybody still, everybody still comes. You know, we have beat writers for the, for the A's who at times will not go on the road. There's a time where Susan from the San Francisco Chronicle, our biggest paper, she will not travel. They'll take the AP story. Same thing with the San Jose Mercury News, which I would say is the second biggest paper. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not covered like, like the Phillies and the Mets and the, the Red Sox and the Yankees, and we're not covered like that. 
You know, a lot of teams aren't, you know, Tampa, you know, the smaller market teams, you know, the Giants are covered. I mean, let's face it. The San Francisco Giants are covered differently than we're covered in our own market. We're in the same market or the Dodgers or the Angels or whatever. So when these guys go on the road, moral of the story is they're able to let loose a little bit more because they're only going to have a couple beat writers hanging around. That's it. When you're at home, I mean, think about when you're at home. Guys like me are around. Everybody's around. So you kind of, you got to kind of be, uh, you know, you're, you got to handle your P's and Q's. You know what I mean? Everybody's around. There's more, there's way more people. Like when you go into the clubhouse in Oakland, now you're going to have guys like Eno Saris. You're going to have all these different people there. You go on the road, it's like three or four people, maybe five tops. So I've noticed traveling with the A's that they have a different persona when they're on the road. They're more laid back. They're a little bit louder. They're a little bit crazier. And I, I'll tell you, since he's gone, we were in Detroit. Yeah, because I flew up to Seattle, got on the charter. It was Detroit. And that remember, the A's got hot. The A's started to get hot, and they feasted on the Tigers. And there's still one game hanging out there from that rainout where they lead 5-3. to three. And then they went and swept Cleveland. So it was an amazing road trip. Started off my play-by-play career undefeated. And it was either the first or second game, so... When Ken Korak takes off, Vince becomes Ken, and then I became Vince. So I had to do the post-game interview. So at the top of the ninth inning, go down the elevator, go into the clubhouse, go down the tunnel, into the dugout. And Aaron Brooks came into a game at the end of the game. And, you know, that was at a point to where Bob obviously did not trust him anymore. And Aaron was only going to pitch if there was a blowout, whether the A's were getting blown out or the A's were blowing somebody out. That was that that became Aaron Brooks's role. Still to this day, I don't understand why he was here. Uh, you know, everybody's, oh, he's had options. We're worried about lo- you're worried about losing Aaron Brooks, really. And obviously, once they DFA'd him, the Orioles picked him up. Great. He pitched yesterday for the Orioles, but you know. So Aaron Brooks gives up a couple runs at the end of the game. And Aaron Brooks comes down right in front of me. So I'm standing at, so there's steps from the dugout that go down into the hallway in Detroit. And the hallway leads to steps that take you up to the clubhouse. I'm literally right next to the steps. And I got to grab somebody for the post-game interview. This is inside, inside. This is why you listen to A's cast, because you're going to get this. Nowhere else are you going to get this kind of A's info. Aaron Brooks, essentially, there's like three steps. He jumps off the top step, crashes down, and the spikes hit the concrete, makes this loud noise, and he yells out the loudest F-bomb. I mean, it's right next to me. It's like, I mean, I at the time was thinking, really? Immediately after he, everybody hears it. You know, this team, they're excited about a win. They just had a rough series in Seattle. This is the start of uh, this is the second leg of the road trip. Matt Chapman literally loses it on him, and they start wide. So Brooks is ahead of him, and I'm telling you right now, Chapman goes after him because he's angry. 
that this guy is thinking about himself rather than the team, and they just won. And I can tell you who also wasn't really happy with it was Bob Melvin. And let's just say, and now that Brooks is gone, let's just say they had a talk. But when you talk about Matt Chapman being fiery, I've also seen Matt Chapman go after Trinan. Not go after, but Trinan wasn't happy. Was this the same road trip? It might have been Texas. Would have been another road trip. Trinan kind of pulled the same thing, but Trinan's a different deal. But I saw Matt Chapman not be happy with Trinan, too. This kid's a leader. And that's why I remember it was two years ago or three years ago, I was told that the coaches inside the system were calling Matt Chapman Captain America. He can do it all. Now, I'm the kind of guy that goes, yeah, that's great. That sounds great. Show me up here. You're a, you're, prospects, you're a suspect until you do it up here, a.k.a. Franklin Barreto. Franklin Barreto can do this. He can do that. He's blah, 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 blah. Let's see him do it here. I'm waiting for him to do it here, and I hope he does do it here. I would love Franklin Barreto to be that guy we all think he can be. But until he does it, he's a suspect. You're all, we're all suspects until we prove it, right, in any business. So we'll talk to Susan about her article about Matt Chapman truly becoming the leader of this team. And one of the reasons why I like this, it's because he's got ownage. And when you got ownage, it's going to be tough to leave this franchise when you're the leader of the franchise. You know, guys who don't want to be leaders, it makes it real easy to say, oh, I got a better deal. All right, I'm out of here. You think Bryce Harper was really the leader of the Nationals? I mean, he had issues with fellow teammates. He, you know, he wasn't he wasn't fully invested. So it made it real easy for him to say, oh, what? Hey, the Phillies want to offer me more money? Sweet, I'm going to Philly. Guys like that aren't invested. And there's a lot of players like that. And that's their prerogative. I'm not going to blame somebody for being that guy. It's your career. You can do whatever you want with it. And that's why we have free agency. Free agency is a great thing. I am pro-free agency. You know, it's like when Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors and all the ex-players flipped out. I went, you I would have loved to sit down with all of those ex-players who ripped Kevin Durant for free agency and going to the Warriors. And I'm not saying this as a Warrior fan. Kevin Durant could have gone anywhere. I would have looked every one of those guys in the eyes, and I would have said, hey, wait a minute. Your generation and the generations before fought for free agency because franchises years ago used to own you. They owned you. Look at the A's. Charlie Finley. Charlie Finley. Charlie Finley gave people reduced pay after they won a World Series. How sickening is that? You just go out and win a World Series, and Charlie Finley wants to pay you less money. Why do you think these guys all hated playing here? They loved winning. They loved playing with each other. But they hated the owner. They bonded together because they hated the owner. But how disgusting is that? And that's why 
everybody fought for free agency. So you had your right to make more money and go where you wanted to work, just like you, just like me. So all those shame on all those ex-basketball players who, who crapped on Kevin Durant. That was reckless. It was wrong. And the same thing happens with baseball. You know what? Albert Pujols, should he have left St. Louis? Didn't feel right. Look at the love they gave him when he went back. It actually really worked out for St. Louis. Like, yeah, good. Like, we don't have to deal with that contract. But he was the type of guy you thought should have stayed there. He was like Stan Musial. He was this generation Stan Musial. And he left for more money in Anaheim. And now what? They don't love him in Anaheim. I can tell you that right now. I've been there. They love Trout. Oh, boy, do they love that. They love them some Trout, and they should. And it's great that Trout is going to be there forever. Trout took ownership. This is my franchise. And that's what I'm really hoping Matt Olson is going to do. This is my franchise. And when it becomes your franchise and they build that new ballpark, you're the centerpiece. You're the guy. I hope, but when you got Scott Boris, you're rolling those dice. Coming up, it's a very interesting point. Heading into the all-star, I mean, heading into the trading deadline and heading into the offseason. I read this article, and it's dead on. How do I evaluate players in 2019? We'll talk about it right here on A's Cast Live. Want to give back to the community along with some of your favorite A's players and front office staff? Through the A's volunteer team, fans can join us in giving back to Oakland and the East Bay. Through your time and energy, fans can earn rewards based on the number of hours spent volunteering. To get started, visit athletics.com community. That's athletics.com community. This summer, our hats are off for you, A's fans. Grab 15 of your closest family members, friends, or co-workers and make memories at the ballpark with our new Hats Off Group package. Groups purchasing 15 or more tickets in the lower level will receive a free exclusive A's cap featuring our popular spring training elephant logo. Select games and restrictions apply. Visit athletics.com slash hats off for more information. That's athletics.com slash hats off. Next time you come to the ballpark, bring your glove, your favorite hat, and new this year, your running shoes. That's right. With the new A's stomping ground, you can lace them up and test your speed against the likes of Ricky Henderson, Marcus Simeon, and others in this great new interactive play space. This new spot in the ballpark has been a huge hit with kids, families, and even elephants. As the new area has great stomper and elephant statues throughout, Plus, there are fun games, activities, and even a full bar to enjoy at every home game. So grab your tickets to the game, lace up those shoes, and head to right field to enjoy the ballpark in style with the new A Stomping Ground, a free area for kids and families. Visit athletics.com slash stomping ground to learn more about yet another fun new place at the ballpark. That's athletics.com slash stomping ground. See you at the A Stomping Ground today. 
If you love chicken pies and a dynamic menu, then you're going to love the chicken pie shop of Walnut Creek. You have to try their world-famous chicken pie dinner, which has been served in Southern California for 80 years. That's a chicken pie shop right off Main Street in downtown Walnut Creek, located at 1251 Arroyo Way. Parking's easy, perfect for events, daily drink and food specials, and best of all, great food. Check out their menu at chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com, right off Main Street, Walnut Creek. Want to take home half of the 50-50 pot? This season, you'll have even more opportunities to test out your luck. The Oakland A's Community Fund will host a 50-50 raffle at every home game in 2019. Tickets are sold from gates opening through the last out of the sixth inning, from raffle sellers, or at the kiosk at Section 217. The winner will be announced in-game and will receive 50% of the jackpot, with the remainder benefiting the Oakland A's Community Fund. Learn more at athletics.com raffle. Now back to A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. I forgot to tell everybody. We're having a party tomorrow. Uh-huh. Who wants to drink beers with Townie? That's not the name of the party. but uh, it's We're going to be at the Athletic Club tomorrow in Oakland. Come by and see us. We're going to be doing A's Cast Live, live from the Athletic Club in Oakland, from 1 to 4. Address is 59 Grand Avenue, Oakland, California. Pre-game is going to be at 4.15. Game time will be at 5.05. Come down and have a beer with me. Now, as you know, we use millennial technology to do this show. And right now, I'm not even, Joey's not even a millennial. He's whatever the next generation is. And I'm looking at him through my computer. We can't speak to each other. Oh, we can't speak to each other. Yeah, we can. Okay. What is your generation again? I think Gen Z. I think I'm a Gen Z. Gen Z. Okay. All right, Gen Z. Two questions. All right. A, is there going to be food? There will be food. Yeah, plenty of it. Okay. Question number two, will there be beer? There'll be even more beer. Okay. That's all I needed to know. We have a party tomorrow at the Athletic Club. We're watching the A's game. A's and the Twins show up at 1 o'clock. Come hang out with me. We're having a party. That is what is happening tomorrow here on A's Cast Live. We're taking it on the road. And the great thing is my boss is in Minnesota, so he's got no idea what's going on. So we can we can blow it out. We can have a good time. And no one's going to – because the Italian Stallion, Joey, he can't he, – he, he, he's, he's going to be a part of it. So he's going to be partially to blame. So – He's got to cover anything up that we do at the athletic club. So come watch the game with us. And, oh, by the way, since – so I'm at the uh, A's home studio. Joey is back in Jack London in his – like he likes – he's like in this closet. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to call Susan live, just like we prank called yesterday, which, by the way, got great reviews. We may have a new segment called – Let's prank call an A's employee. How much fun would it be to, like, prank call, like, Cavill or Giles or someone like that? I'm blocking any New York number that calls my way at a random <laughs> time of the day. You can't tell anybody. Don't tell. <laughs> that's the secret. Who's calling me from New York? Hello? Hey, you're live with Chris Townsend. So tomorrow we got the watch party, Athletic Club. And so we're going we're, we're gonna to call Susan. You're going to hear the ring. It's going to be the whole thing. Millennial Technology is how we're going to get Susan on today. 
Okay, this was a really fair point. And being an executive, if you got a chance to hear us yesterday with Mark DeRosa from the MLB Network, he considers what we're watching right now basically what we saw in the steroid era. Now, I want to think the players aren't juiced, but we know the ball, and we've talked a lot about the ball, and the ball is probably the base, but the actual baseball is probably the most talked about thing in our game right now. And it's funny, but the baseball's made better than ever before. That's what it comes down to. Rawlings has made the ball better. And I mentioned golf all the time. Titleist and TaylorMade started making these golf balls that just went further than ever before because they sell them and they need guys like me to buy them. And I like hitting the ball as far as I can because there's that belief the farther I hit the golf ball, the better my score is going to be. So Titleist and TaylorMade started making these golf balls that flew forever. Well, the problem is the pros play those balls. And the pros started hitting the ball. I mean, they're hitting this golf ball, 330, 340. That, the golf ball before, my God. We talk about guys hitting a 370 to where you're almost driving every par four or it's a driver sandwich into every par four. So the governing bodies of golf – the ancient royal club, the USGA, the PGA Tour, the PGA of America, they had to go to the equipment companies and go, "Hey, you need to slow this down. You got, you got, you got, you got to, you got to, you got to bring the golf ball back. You, you can't go as, they can't be going this far. And baseball probably is probably gonna have to do the same thing. But I don't fault Rawlings. Rawlings basically made the best ball we've ever seen. Well, if it's the best ball, it means it's gonna go farther. So what do you do if you're Billy Bean and David Forrest? What do you do if you're a GM? You start looking around, everybody's got home runs. We saw home runs in yesterday's game. The, the A's hit six home runs yesterday. And I can tell you a couple of them should have been outs. The, the, the one, I don't know, Joey, if you could get the call of the Chad Pender home run. Because... Talking to Ken Korak after the game, he, and if you if if we find the call, listen to his call. He thinks it's a he thinks it's a fly ball, but the fly ball just kept going, and going, and going, and the next thing you know, the right fielder Santana is at the wall and he's looking up. He's like, "Oh my God, that's out of here." Chad Pender's ball yesterday. No offense to Chad, love him to death. Chad Pender, that, that, that should be I, I should be writing nine in my scorebook. It should have been a fly ball to right field. At most, maybe to the track. That's just how the ball's working. So immediately, after that inning, I walked in to the press box. I mean, I walked into the, the, Bill, the Bill King uh, broadcast booth, and I went up to Coco. Now that we, you know, I've always known, I've known Coco for years. But Coco wasn't a guy while he was a player you really had a relationship with. Now that I'm broadcasting with them, I've gotten to know them a lot better. I went to Coco. I went, Coco, that, that, that should have been an out. And Coco said, wow, that looked like Coors Field. Think about that. Coco's one of the best outfielders I've ever seen. And Coco said Chad Pender's ball 
look like Coors Field. That says a lot. So how do we evaluate players? How do you know who you want long-term? Go look at the AAA numbers. They're stupid. The AAA numbers, the hitters' numbers are amazing. The pitchers' numbers are horrendous. Are you trying to tell me all these guys in AAA that have six and seven ERAs are that bad? You're really going to tell me? I'm telling you right now. I think broadcasters, and I, I, I hear a lot of broadcasters, and I think they're wrong, where they always go, oh, this is the big leagues. The guys at AAA can play. They're some of the best players in the world. Some of the best players in the world are in AAA. And they can come up and they can hit and they can win games and they can do stuff here at the big league level. You know, you don't always – do we have the call? Listen to this call. This is Chad Penders at the plate with two on in the sixth inning yesterday. And Ken Korak, who's been calling games for a long time, he's one of the best in the business, listen to his call. He thinks off the bat – it's a fly ball. Lariana leads at third, Profar from first, and now the 1-1 pitch by Malone. And Pinder, it's a high fly ball, right center field. Smith going back, has some carry. He's at the track, he's right to the wall, leaping at the wall, and it's gone! And Chad Pinder hits it out. And now it's a 7-2 ball game. Chad Pinder unloads. A high fly ball home run to right center field. Seven to A's in the sixth. Now that right there I didn't think was getting, had no chance of getting out. Malik Smith was going back like he thought he had a play on that ball, right? There you go. You know, Ken didn't do his signature call. It is gone. It's out of here. You know, he didn't do the call. Coco, that was a fly ball. How do you evaluate? You got five players on the A's right now that have 15 home runs. Five. Look all around baseball. You've got a boatload of players. And we'll ask Susan. This will be the first thing I ask Susan. You've got a boatload of players that are going to hit career highs. Tomorrow, while we're at the athletic club, Joey, you can just nod. Are we going to have... David Force live at the athletic club, or is he going to be by the phone? He'll be by the phone. I this, Mark my words, I will ask this. David, how hard is it going to be to do arbitration this year? Think of how many guys are going to go to arbitration with career-high numbers. Like Manfred wants home runs and offense, that's fine. But the teams, they're going to pay for it. You're going to have guys go to arbitration. You'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Your career high before this was 12 home runs. Yeah, well, you know what? I hit 38 this year. Pay me. Arbitration is good. Everybody's going to have career high in homers. They're going to have career high in RBIs. And when you have career highs in the traditional numbers, that means you have career highs in the analytics. You hit home runs, slugging goes up. You're getting on base more. Now my OPS, my OPS plus, everything just goes up, and teams are going to have to pay for it. What if you're a free agent and you're coming off career highs? 
don't you have to be worried as a, as a front office person like you had to in the steroid era, wondering, is this real or is it steroids why he's doing this? Well, now you're going to be like, is this real or is it just because the baseball's juiced? We'll talk about it next. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about Matt Chapman, the leader of the Oakland Athletics, with Susan Slusser next right here on A's Cast Live. Looking to understand what makes the A's tick? With weekly shows with manager Bob Melvin and general manager David Forst, now you get the inside scoop into the green and gold. Download A's Cast today or head to athletics.com slash podcast to get started. The memories are still fresh. The New York Yankees have won the 2018 wildcard game, an abrupt end to a remarkable season for the Oakland Athletics. Revenge is on the mind. Chris Davis has done it again. The A's look to avenge their postseason elimination at the hands of the Yankees. The series starts Tuesday, August 20th. Grab your tickets today at athletics.com slash tickets. That's athletics.com slash tickets. Want to add to your collection of A's memorabilia but can't make it to the Coliseum? During every weekend home series, the Oakland A's Community Fund will hold a digital silent auction through the MLB Ballpark app. You can bid on rare memorabilia items, including baseballs, jerseys, bats, game-used equipment, and autographed items. Proceeds from the silent auction benefit the Oakland A's Community Fund and its initiatives in the community. Download the app at athletics.com slash ballpark app. Chris Townsend for nestbedding.com. If you've been mattress shopping, you know the cost of a memory foam mattress is insane. And what do you know about the company that makes the mattress and the other one that sold it to you? Check out my friends at nestbedding.com, a local company that actually makes the mattress they sell right here in the USA, which means you get a high-quality memory foam mattress at half the cost, and shipping is always free. I love this company, local business, made in the USA, free shipping. Did I mention their lifetime guarantee? Mattress and bedding needs. Go to Nest betting.com now back to a's cast live broadcasting from the town here's chris townsend all right get ready for this we've never done this before so you don't know how it's how it's going to work we are going to call susan slosser you're going to hear this live on the air hopefully she picks up if she doesn't we'll leave her a funny voicemail how about that? Cattell Marte, by the way, is the best story of them all. We calling Susan now? Call Susan now. But Cattell Marte is the best story of them all. And I can't wait to go over this with Susan. So we're going to hear the phone ring. Amelia Schimmel, we prank called her yesterday. Hello. Hello, Susan Slusser. How are you? I'm great. Hey, Tony. I was just talking to Matt Pearl. Really? Yes. Yeah. What did he have to I say? Talk- I was talking up you and Cody. Um, yeah, we were talking about uh, how things have been going. Um, he's he's uh, trying to help out with social media today, so I don't think he was all that happy with his efforts. Well, I'm uh, I- I'm waiting for that big article in the Chronicle. <laughs> At some point, we'll have to do that for sure. All right, I wanted to bring this up. Before we get to your article, of course, read Susan in the San Francisco Chronicles. She is the best. Uh, I, before we get to your article about Matt Chapman, I was just talking about how tough it is to be a front office person. Mark DeRosa yesterday on this program from the MLB Network, compared to what he's seeing now, is like the steroid era. Now, he's saying the players are not juiced, 
but the ball is juiced. So I look at Cattell Marte. He's like the greatest example. He came into this year with the Diamondbacks with 22 career home runs. 22. Already this year, in 92 games, he's got 21. So if you're a front office person, how do you evaluate players, pitchers, hitters with these crazy numbers, not only for the trade deadline, but as we go to the offseason and free agency and arbitration? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, And everywhere. So I think that's what everybody's struggling with uh, for every, you know, every aspect, even scouting. You know, how, do you, how are you accurately judging what your opponent is doing and what are you having to take into consideration? Um, yeah, I, I, I suspect, like everyone does, that it is a juice baseball, but it's certainly having an effect, and you, you have to consider that, and uh, the, which ballparks and uh, et cetera. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, for anybody, it, it, it can't be easy. Uh, are we hearing anything, uh, putting your ear to the ground, are we hearing anything about what the A's possibly could do before the, the, the hard date now? No can no waiver process in, in August. you, you got to make a trade by the 31st. Are you hearing any rumors about the A's? Well, I have a story that I think is getting posted tomorrow morning, so I'm not going to scoop myself. Uh, and there's no huge revelations in there. But I will tell you, what I'm hearing from talking to a lot of people around baseball is there's just not a lot of movement right now, which kind of surprised me, right? With a hard, hard date, you would think that some teams would be really seriously dangling some major pieces, uh, knowing that there are a lot of teams with needs, a lot of teams who factor, who, who think they're still in it. But that might be one of the problems, you know, the July 31st deadline with the two wild cards, so many teams think they're in it. Um, you look at a team like say Cincinnati, um, which is, you know, been a little bit under 500 most of the year. Yeah, they're still not that far out of it. You know, I, I think they're in fourth place, but I, I think they, they feel like, hey, you know, maybe we won't, we won't deal one of these pitchers. So uh, you have to look really at just the teams that for sure are out of it, Detroit, Florida, teams like that, and uh, it's kind of slim pickings on some of the, you know, some of those teams are in last place for a reason. So. Uh, I think right now what we're looking at is maybe a big flurry of activity very late in the trade deadline. Yeah, it's like who's a buyer, who's a seller, and then we got a bunch of these teams in between because that's the great thing yeah. about the wild card is that it brings so many teams into the mix that you have more buyers than sellers, and there are some teams out there, like, like even across the Bay. You look at the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. People have talked about Arizona. They're not totally out They've of it. Yeah, San Diego. Are they in or they yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a lot of teams like that. You know, a, a couple of weeks ago, Washington wasn't playing very well, and you they think like, oh, maybe, you know, my kind of – that my secret hope it's not that secret i think i've said it a few times now on, on the pod, various podcasts and on the air uh was maybe that, that the a's could snag sean doolittle back somehow but that's not going to happen there in i think they're they've got a wild card spot right now so in the next week and a half if there are a few of these sort of medium range teams that suddenly tank suddenly slump uh i think they're be, going to be getting a lot of phone calls uh certainly any team that's in it already has a laundry list of their targets from various teams. And, and I think, you know, so obviously the A's know if, if Team X suddenly has a bad week, I think they will be on the phone really quickly. 
Susan Slesser from the San Francisco Chronicle joins us here on A's Cast Live. And you put out an article about Matt Chapman. I think when you look at Chapman, he's that fresh-faced kid. Uh, you know he's a terrific player. He's going to be an MVP candidate. But I don't think a lot of people behind the scenes really understand how fiery, how tough, what a competitor he is, and for a young guy, how he truly is the leader in this clubhouse. Yeah, he's not afraid to get in, in people's faces either. I mean, he, he will if he has to. Um, he'll, he'll, he'll let people have it. Uh, he speaks his mind. Uh, he, is, he will stand up to umpires if he feels like, you know, that's what's called for. He's demonstrative on the field when I think he feels like it's, it's needed. Uh, and he rallies, guys. There's no doubt about it. One thing that I think is impressive for somebody that's so young, just their second uh, year in the league, is he always keeps it positive. Like, even if he, the, the rare times he's struggling um, or a little bit down, he keeps everything incredibly positive. Uh, and that's always his message, you know? You, you're here to win for the team. You're here to do whatever you can to help the team. Doesn't matter what your personal numbers are. Uh, he stresses that. It's a very much a a next guy up mentality with this team. It was last year. I think that's one of the reasons they were so good, but, but Chapman's kind of one of the leading guys with that. And for his age, you don't really see that. And you, and, and you know, partially that can happen because you don't have a lot of veteran guys here with the A's and Susan, this may just be wishful thinking, but I said this earlier, I'm hoping that the fact that he has taken ownership like this, and he's basically saying I'm the leader of this thing that when guys do that, for the most part, they look to be here long term. Do you get a sense that because he's become that guy and he feels he's the leader of this franchise, it gives the A's a better chance of probably retaining his services long term? Well, when I talked to him about this about a month ago, um, when Scott Boris was in, in town, I mean, you and I both talked to Scott about the map future. He he reiterated how much he would like to stay here, how much Oakland means to him, and, and more than anything, how much he loves his teammates. Uh, I also think he's, you know, he's smart. I, you, when you are a major league baseball player, you have to maximize your earning years, and it's a balance. You know, it, the A's are a team that has been very shy about giving out big long-term deals. He's a player who will deserve one. You know, maybe not quite Mike Trout level, but, you know, those are going to be numbers that certainly teams look at. He's, he's a very, very good baseball player he will be in the mvp discussion this year he will be he was in the mvp discussion last year for goodness sake in his first full year so he's going to command a big deal i don't know if it's the sort of deal that the oakland a's can do uh i obviously i hope i hope it is uh he's he's worth it you know when you look at the guys that that you might consider doing something major with it's him but you know we're talking on an order of you know 100 100 million sort of dollars uh, to, to get something like that done. Yeah, you wonder if the A's would even do it. But, you know, the deal that's thrown out there has been the Bregman contract with Houston, which is over $100 million and buys up a, a lot of uh, his, his years. You know, that's the thing. It's like, do players want – because we saw a record amount of extensions from the World Series to the start of the season. Even some extensions came during the season like Chris Davis. So – a lot of players around baseball do not want to test free agency. It, 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 the question is, does he have that kind of mentality like a Bryce Harper that he's willing to gamble and do that versus take the extension? 
I, I think there would be a very hefty market for Matt Chapman if he went out, out as a free agent, um, which I'm sure, you know, nobody judges the market better uh, usually than Scott Boris. I mean, they, you know, it's been a weird market uh, the last couple of years, and, and he does have a, uh, a few in there that were uh, a little bit of misfires, especially uh, rejecting qualifying offers. And I always remember that guys get qualifying offers, so uh, you're looking to these absolutely, you know, if, the, if they didn't have terms with Matt Chapman, absolutely giving them a qualifying offer. Uh, but it, it's it's hard to handicap these things. Some of it is going to come down to what the player wants, but if it's a huge difference in money, I, I think it's going to be tough to get done, and the A's have never come close to giving a $100 million contract, and you've got to think that's probably a, a bare minimum. They need to buy out a couple years of free agency to make it worth their while, and unless they're talking numbers like that, it's not going to happen. And I said this the other day on the show, if you get the sense that Chapman, it's going to be tough to sign him. You still have him for years to come, but then the Absolutely. next guy, then the next guy you got to get inked up, and I think it'll be much cheaper. Wouldn't you say is Matt Olson? Yeah, I don't know about much cheaper, given the the home run numbers and the Gold Glove. Um, I think it's going to be pricey. You know, I I don't know. I have not looked at um, comparable markets for first baseman for type power hitters, but it's you know he's not going to be cheap either. Um, to me, the guy I would like to see them do something with and pronto is Marcus Simeon, because obviously he's much closer uh, to becoming a free agent, uh, and he means so much to the team, and everyone, you know, local, everyone knows he's worked so hard and turned his, his entire career around because he was so willing to essentially rebuild his game from the ground up, which just doesn't happen at the major league level, and he put aside his ego and, and entirely did so, and he's turned into one of the best all-around shortstops in the game. To me, that's the guy I think they concentrate on right now. Yeah, and the other thing, Susan, he's such a special guy. I mean, on and off yeah. the field, we can't say that about everybody, unfortunately. But for Marcus, as my late father used to say, you can tell he was raised right. Absolutely. And I think he is a guy who might be willing to give up a little bit on the on the money side to, to be able to stay here. But you're still you're still going to be looking at, at – uh, you know, he's not going to be cheap either. He's a he's a top-flight shortstop now in this league. And uh, it's uh, I know the A's talk about once they kind of have a more firm idea on their stadium and what, what's going to happen there, uh, that they, maybe they can spend a little bit more money. But uh, I don't know how firm it's going to be before Marcus is up, free agency is up. I, and I would like to see them do it much sooner than later. And then there's Franklin Barreto. And this is something I really got into yesterday as Profar hits a couple home runs, but you know Bob Melvin has fought for Barreto. Barreto's going to get his opportunity. After he struck out a couple days ago, he's hitting 152. And people like to say to me all the time, hey, he's young. And I go, okay, you're right. He's 23 years old. But when you're a top-flight prospect and you're supposed to be a tremendous player, He's not. He's 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 an old twenty-three to me. Because I think of guys that we look at great players. Look at Trout. Look at Harper. Look at Machado. Look at guys that were supposed to be great. By the time they were twenty-three, they were established in the big league. So I want to ask you: If Franklin Barreto was a stock, would you buy stock in him? Well, I don't know. You know what? I am. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure. Some people are, you know, have thrown out there the idea, particularly, you know, some scouts. I've heard some say, like, well, they brought him up to to see what they've got before the trade deadline, um, because you know, I think there are teams that 
do think that he's he's a stock that you would buy and maybe buy a little bit low on right now. Uh, I've always liked them. I, I think that if you stuck him in there and just let him play, I think he would be fine. I think he would be a solid big league second baseman. I don't think that saying like, well, he's not Trout or Harper right now, that's completely unfair. Uh, and, and, you know, it takes some guys a little bit longer, lots of guys. It, it takes a little bit longer to get to get established. He might he might be among those. Um, he has not taken any of the opportunities he's been given and run with them, which is a shame. Um, but you know the A's didn't give Joey Wendell much of a look, and he's, it's turned out that he's a pretty good you know big league infielder. I I think he could be that kind of player and maybe better. Uh, and I, I kind of hope the A's do keep their their plan of of keeping a good a look at him and don't just maybe trade him as a as an extra part. Of, uh, next week and a half. Yeah, and I was pretty shocked, and we'll end on this. I was pretty shocked that I, you know, because right now everything is about the trading deadline and everybody's like, top ten guys that could be traded or what's every team's need. And I saw one article, can't remember where it was, but one article that actually said second base for the A's could be somewhere that they trade for. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Do you buy that? Uh, you know, it's not wildly out of the realm of possibility but i think they've got other options you know within the organization that i think that they you know could go to if they need to and on uh, profiles produced you know he's looked and he's looked better defensively they might be okay with what they have yeah it wouldn't stun me if they looked at, at second baseman but i have heard no rumbling uh and i couldn't tell you who they would pinpoint of course they're creative you never know they could they could come up with all sorts of stuff Susan, promote your podcast on the way out here. Oh, awesome. Um, yes, the Ace Plus podcast, the Chronicles Ace Plus podcast. You can find it on all podcast platforms. Um, we will have an interview with Lou Trevino up tomorrow. Uh, and I believe Bob Melvin sometime early next week. And then, of course, your book with Ken Korak, If These Walls Could Talk. Yes, yes, you are always very good about plugging the books, which thank you. I think I'm going to um, have to start giving you a share of some of the, some of the royalties when, whenever we get them. Uh, but yes, Ken and I were uh, have been very happy to respond to the book that came out in, in April, Tales from the A's Dugout and Clubhouse and Press Box. I, I think it's, it's found a very nice audience, so thanks for mentioning it. Well, then also 100 things A's fans should know and do before they die. You go to triumphantbooks.com, and uh, you can – and I know it's on Amazon, so you got books, you got podcasts, you got everything rolling. That's why you're the best. (laughs) And the newspaper, the SF Chronicle, sfchronicle.com also, online subscriptions. They're very cheap. And and you know what? There's nothing wrong with still getting the paper, Susan. That's what I always say. Absolutely. It's nice to have a paper in your hands. And if you do that, you get the online subscription, everything. You can get a Sunday-only subscription that includes complete online access every day of the week i think that's the way i would go if, uh if i obviously i get it every day but um the sunday plus online is a very very good deal typically and you get all the sunday stuff the coupon the uh date pink book the pink date book which is awesome and other guides and food stuff so it's pretty great you are the best we'll talk soon awesome thanks county Susan Slesser from the San Francisco Chronicle. She had a couple things that she said that I think we need to go back and talk about next right here on A's Cast Live. 
Two of baseball's most iconic franchises go head-to-head -head beginning on Tuesday, August 20th. Here comes the judge. As the New York Yankees come to the town to take on the A's. He hits a judgey in blast into the right field seat. Don't miss out on Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and the rest of the Bronx Bombers as Matt Chapman, Chris Davis, and the swinging A's look to defend their home turf. Games 1 and 2 begin at 7.07 p.m. with the final game of the three-game series beginning at 6.37. Don't miss out on your chance to see the next chapter of this rivalry between two of Major League Baseball's most historic teams. The New York Yankees have won the 2018 wildcard game, an abrupt end to a remarkable season for the Oakland Athletics. As the A's seek revenge, get your tickets today at athletics.com slash tickets, athletics.com slash tickets. Tickets. On Thursday, August 1st, grab your favorite air hockey t-shirt, tie your bowling shoes, and unleash your inner child at the second annual Oakland A's Game Night presented by Chevron. Game Night will take place at Plank in Jack London Square and is available for all fans 21 years and older that purchase a ticket for the event. Activities include bowling, bocce ball, air hockey, video games, and unlimited food and non-alcoholic beverages. Head on over to athletics.com slash game night to select the ticket package that works for you. Game night will begin at 5.30 p.m. following the A's afternoon game against the Milwaukee Brewers. Come show off your best bowling pose or run up the air hockey score on your favorite A's player. All proceeds from the event benefit the A's Community Fund. Game night, Thursday, August 1st at Plank in Jack London Square. For more information, visit athletics.com slash game night. That's athletics.com slash game night. This summer, our hats are off for you, A's fans. Grab 15 of your closest family members, friends, or co-workers and make memories at the ballpark with our new Hats Off group package. Groups purchasing 15 or more tickets in the lower level will receive a free exclusive A's cap featuring our popular spring training elephant logo. Select games and restrictions apply. Visit athletics.com slash hats off for more information. That's athletics.com slash hats off. If you love chicken pies and a dynamic menu, then you're going to love the chicken pie shop of Walnut Creek. You have to try their world-famous chicken pie dinner, which has been served in Southern California for 80 years. That's a chicken pie shop right off Main Street in downtown Walnut Creek, located at 1251 Arroyo Way. Parking's easy, perfect for events, daily drink and food specials, and best of all, great food. Check out their menu at chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com, right off Main Street, Walnut Creek. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. And Mike Fires has thrown his second no-hitter. And 29 other MLB clubs. 2-2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts one. Way back! Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From the opener to launch angles to clutch moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. I just saw this on ESPN.com. During the break, as you're listening to Joey do a phenomenal job with the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek ad. Baseball is the one sport that we talk about money, right? 
We really talk about money way too much. It's not our money. It's the team's money. I've told you in the past, it's funny to me how teams, how, how, how they operate as businesses, right? Like teams will go super cheap on some things, but yet they'll blow awful amounts of money on players. Like awful amounts. I mean, look at what the Red Sox did. Like, can you imagine being in the Red Sox organization? And let's say whatever your job is with the Red Sox. And you have this idea of this plan you want to implement. And it's going to cost a little money to make the plan go, but it's going to be good for the organization. And the organization looks at you and goes, yeah, we just, we're not, we can't afford that. Wait a minute. You just gave Pablo Sandoval how much money to walk away? Like 80 something million to walk away. You paid Sandoval like 80 million to walk away and you can't do my project. (laughs) I mean, it's like ridiculous. Fernando Rodney walked $5 million. See you later. I mean, we've seen it. But really the only other sport, like, I don't even know. Like, what what is, what does Steph Curry make a year? I don't know, 31, 32 million, something like that. Or what, what's Kevin? Like, we know they make a lot of money. We don't really care about the dollar amount, right? Max contract, not a max contract, whatever. Once, the, once we first learn about the deal, you don't care after that. We only care what quarterbacks make. But then again, like one year he's making $26 million, then the other year the contract he's making 16 and stuff's deferred, blah, 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 blah. But baseball, boy, do we care about contracts. We care about money. And let me read you the title of this article I just found from Buster Only. Call it tanking or call it rebuilding, but it hasn't paid off yet for – Wait for it. The Philadelphia Phillies. Man. The Philadelphia Phillies. Boy, did they make headlines in the offseason. Right? Real Muto, McCutcheon, and then the big one, Bryce Harper. At that point was the highest paid player in all of baseball. Unbelievable. And has it paid off? Not yet. It's a long that's a that that is a really long contract. Now everybody liked these contracts for talking about Harper, Machado, I'm looking up the contract right now. But the reason why they liked this because, hey, man, you're buying up prime years. You're getting prime years out of this guy. Okay, yeah, that's true, but you're also paying him for 13 years. What's this contract going to look like? 13 years, $325 million. Oh, no, no, wait a minute. What was it? Wait a minute, wait a minute. That was uh, Giancarlo Stanton's. What is his contract? It's 13. I think it's 13 for 330. Now, the average of the deal is not is not crazy, but you're going to be paying this guy for a long time, 13 years, $330 million. And 
no trade clause involved in that. They they really can't remove him at all. And right now they're eight games back. Their run differential is minus 19. They're 50 and 47. And the Atlanta Braves have more talent than they do. They're cheaper than the Phillies, and they're younger. That's where you want to be in modern-day baseball, payroll flexibility with young players because they all figured out the older you get, you're not as good as too many times teams paid for deals that were for what you did in your 20s, and now you're paying for it in, their, in, in guys' 30s. Speaking of run differential, how about the A's run differential? The A's run differential, plus 98, is the best in the American League West, tied for third best in the AL, and tied for fourth best in the majors. Since May 16th, the A's are 36-16. and 16. They've got a six-game winning streak. They've won eight of nine, 12 of 14. They've homered in 17 straight games. And in that time, those 17 straight, there's there's been 37 home runs. And you want a real crazy one? Here, here's a real qu- crazy one before we get to buying or selling. The last 26 games, the A's have outscored their opponents 163 to 83. And since Joey went to Arizona State and is not good at math, that is a plus 80 run differential in the last 26 games. They've outscored their opponents by 80 runs the last 26 games. And during that span, they are 20 and 6. Absolutely unbelievable. Are we ready for buying or selling? We are. Let's do it. It's time for buying or selling. Sell, sell. Right now with Chris Townsend on A's Cast Live. All right, Townie. Three statements, questions, whatever you want to call them for you today. we got to get ready for pregame here at 4.15. So first question for you, the San Francisco Giants will become buyers at the deadline if they continue to win. They're just two and a half games outside of the wild card right now. Are you buying or selling that the Giants could become buyers at the deadline? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what I want before I do buying or selling, as the Giants right now are just two games under five hundred. I want the Giants to not do anything. And yes, I'm being a troll and a hater. I don't like the Giants. I've never liked the Giants. I had to work around them, and that made me not like them even more. Here's the deal. I want them to believe in this mirage. I want them to keep everybody, and I want to watch it fail. And mark my words, they'll be worse off if they do this. Their farm system stinks. They're old. They're expensive. And if they don't do anything, which I want them to do, I want, because right now, listen to everybody in the Bay Area media right now. Listen, oh, they're all back to being giant fanboys. Giants, giants, giants. Oh, the giants are great. All right? Believe in it. Please, please, Giants fans. Please, Farhan, believe in it. Keep going with this. 
and watch them crash and burn. And then next year, they're one year older. Everybody's in their 30s and everybody's expensive. And what happens? I called this two years ago when my old station was just kissing the Giants butt all day long. And I was the Lone Ranger. And I said, mark my words, you giant kiss boys. The Giants are going to be the Phillies. Remember what happened with the Phillies? You remember? They tried to keep saving the ship. They kept adding and adding more payroll. The next thing you know, that ship's on the bottom of the ocean. And they've been rebuilding ever since. But I'm going to buy, since it's buying or selling, I'm going to buy that Farhan's not stupid. Farhan was not brought in to try and save this ship. Farhan is not going to. Farhan is a poker player. And he's sitting at the table right now. And every single time one of his relievers or every single time Madison Bumgarner goes out there and he just, he's he's crossing his fingers going, please throw well, please throw well. Because what he's going to do is he's going to sell. Because Farhan's not dumb. But I hope he doesn't. And I want all the giant fanboys to get their wish to try and save this team and continue to watch this team sit at the bottom of the ocean. Number two. Buying or selling that pitching is all the A's need to acquire before the July 31st hard deadline in order to be a serious contender. I'm buying that. But I'll tell you what worries me. Is that two of the guys that were your mainstays last year, that were your guys, that helped carry you, Chris Davis and Blake Trinan. Blake Trinan only is coming in now in blowouts because they're trying to build his confidence. And Chris Davis is now hitting sixth. And all he does is hit singles. So those two guys, we keep saying, oh, don't worry about that. Well, how, how am I not worrying? It's July what? Is today the 17th? 18th. 18th. It's July 18th. And Blake Trinan is pitching in blowouts, and Chris Davis doesn't hit home runs anymore. So that's not a small sample size when you're in July. Those two guys need to turn it around. But I am buying, Joey, that if you're going to add anything, because what did I just say? Their run differential is plus 80 in the last 26 games. Their offense isn't a problem. Really what the problem is, and really, as much as you may not love the names on the back of the jerseys, the starters haven't been the problem. The problem has been the bullpen. You keep waiting for Trevino and trying to, uh, I mean, if anything, if you added another bullpen arm, that might be the way to go. But you know what? Just wait tomorrow at 1.30. We'll be at the Athletic Club in Oakland from 1 to 4 doing a doing the show, and then we're having a watch party watching the game. David Force will be there at 1.30. We'll ask the GM, what's he thinking? Of course, he won't tell us because that's what they do. But I'll still ask him. Number three. You got two minutes on this answer. Current players are less interested in former players than they used to be. Example, the David Price, Dennis Eckersley conversation that's been had over the last, what, couple of months now. Are you buying or selling that current players are less interested in former players? I'm buying. And I've seen it myself. And it's really with everybody in the traveling party. It's just, for some reason... And I've asked former players, hey, when you played, did you treat people like this? 
And the answer was no. There is less control over the players than probably ever before. And it's sad. Players run everything now. I can tell you there's a player that runs essentially the music that is played during batting practice and how loud that the music is. Years ago, people would have said, shut up, we don't want to hear from you. The managers years ago. Can you imagine what managers allow now, which back in the day, Dick Williams? You think Dick Williams? I mean, I've heard stories about, like, even broadcasters being disrespected by players. You think Dick Williams? I asked Ray Fossey about this. I said, if you guys would have disrespected Monty Moore, what do we would Dick Williams would have said? Here's your butt on this. Here's your butt on the bench, and he didn't care who you were. He'd bench Reggie Jackson. He'd bench anybody. And by the way, players police themselves better. Fossey will tell you there were times Reggie got out of hand, and you know what Sal Bando did? Told him to s- stop, put a sock in it, because he was the captain. They policed themselves better back then. You had to have respect. Everybody respected each other for the most part. Unfortunately, I just don't think that's what it is today. Not for everybody, but for some people. All righty, that's going to do it for A's Cast Live. Stay here, hang out. Alex Jensen will have A's all night for you. I'll be back at 4.15 with A's Total Access, or you can listen on 8.60 a.m., The Answer in the Bay Area, or Sports 1140 KHGK in Sacramento. We'll see you in a couple minutes. Thank you for listening to A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.